I'm Matt. And I'm Becca. And we uh, we made another baby. We are back with season two of the Bristow's Made a Baby podcast. We've got another little bun in the oven, and we are so excited to share this journey with you guys. We have a little girl named Hayden. She is one going on two, and soon we're going to be learning how to parent two little babies instead of one. But first, we got to get through this pregnancy. Make sure to tune in each week as we go on this journey and we'll talk about life and pregnancy up until this sweet little baby pops out. <laughs> we are so excited to share it all with you guys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So uh, let's just get right into it. Hello and welcome back. My name is Matt and this is my wife, Rebecca. And <laughs> Hello. <laughs> This is week 17 of the Bristow's Made a Baby podcast. Week 33, a.k.a. Impatience, because we're getting close, and Becca's ready to pop. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about impatience today. So, I think it's your week to ask a question. It is my week, and I'm really excited about this question, because I'm genuinely really curious what your answer is. I, I don't know. Okay, and I just think it's a fun topic of conversation. Would you rather... Be transported permanently, keep that in mind, 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? I'm just trying to think what year it would be, I guess, 16, no, 15, 15, 21? Yeah, yeah, 15, 21. I'm not very, I'm not a history buff, so I don't know what's going on. I'm going to say future. Okay. Because... Like I feel like in fifteen twenty one, I could be just talking about my butt right now, but I feel like I need to know how to like fight and potentially like yeah, yeah. like that feels like Game of Thrones time protect period. myself and kill. <laughs> it's just not me. It'd be very hard. Yeah, you're a lover, not a I'm fighter. I'm sure five hundred years from now it's gonna be crazy too. It'd be so advanced I would have no idea what's going on. But yeah, I think I'd have a better chance of figuring out that. Yeah. Then, uh, that makes sense. Do do we know, like, was it ever, I mean, I know it's like all fantasy, but Game of Thrones, is there like a time period that's supposed to be in? I'm not sure. I feel like 1500s, that's the, like, Middle Ages, right? I'm trying to remember. I'm also not a history buff, but that sounds about right. Um, I would pick 500 years in the past. I, I figured opposite. you would. <laughs> I always felt like, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to go that far back, but I always feel like I'm born in the wrong time period. And um, even though, like, when I think about going 500 years in the past, I think, like, Outlander vibes, even though Outlanders was, like, 1700s. Right. So, not exactly, but I'm, like, fascinated by just historical, it's the mid- like... It's the Middle Ages. Middle Ages, yeah, I was right old-fashioned yeah so that that's like game of thrones kind of like that's oh yeah vibes yeah yep so i could do that wear those fancy dresses yeah just live a super old-fashioned life could get down with that um so yeah i would definitely go in the past i also would not be expected to fight and be a Jon snow type so uh, <laughs> it's just not me. 
I would be sitting at home <laughs> raising babies probably, yep. which is a little bit um, easier to imagine than fighting and living in a barbaric time. Um, anyway, so, okay, that's a cool question. I kind of guessed you were going to say future, but I, w- I really wasn't sure. Yeah. That could uh, pose harder problems, but who knows? Yeah, that's another thing. With the past, like, you know what it was like. With the future, there's no way to know. True. It's a complete shot in the dark. Right. But at least you know what you're, you're signing yourself up for if you go back. All right, so week 33, we are cruising along. We're getting into the 30s here. Getting deep. Yeah. Baby's coming. Why don't you uh, give us some facts? Give us some baby facts. Sure. She's now the size of a celery, roughly 17 inches long, about four pounds, and her immune system has developed, and she keeps her eyes open when awake, and she's drinking about a pint of amniotic fluid a day, and the Vernies. Sorry, that's supposed to say Vernix. It's a misspelling. The Vernix is starting to disappear. <laughs> Vernies. <laughs> Vernix is starting to disappear, so that's good. Wow. Yep. That thing's just been causing a lot of problems. It's good to see. <laughs> the Vernese. Yeah, the Vernese. Yeah, we should just call it that. That sounds way more fun. Vernese. Something that struck me about this week. Sometimes babies are born like at four pounds, like teeny tiny peanut babies. Obviously, that's really small, but, you know, it happens. Um, so that was just kind of crazy when I saw that. I was like, whoa, man, it's, it's like a little more real. It's not like just, just this tiny little you know, miniature baby. It's just like getting close to real baby size. And that means there's going to be a real baby soon. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely starting to feel real. Yeah, um, which I'm just so ready for. Um, <sighs> definitely getting impatient, which I'll talk about. Um, as far as symptoms, not much new to report. Um, I'm definitely still like experiencing all the same stuff I feel like I've been talking about the last few weeks. But as far as new stuff... Um, I've been really thirsty, like more thirsty than usual. So just even though I'm drinking a lot of water, I just feel like I'm always thirsty. I'm really thirsty right now, actually. Um, I've been really clumsy. Would mm. you agree? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I feel like you're always dropping something. When you get ready for bed, you like drop something, like make a really loud bang. Oh, yeah. Wake Caden up. No, I never wake her up. Or She's fine. You're always afraid I'm going to wake her up, but I never do. Just a lot of spills, just a lot of, a lot of nonsense. A lot of nonsense, yeah. Just really clumsy, which I didn't even really like, uh, like notice. But in the when I was reading through the symptoms in my app this week, it was like forgetfulness and clumsiness, and I was like, oh, yeah, check that box. I'm definitely clumsy. Also forgetful, probably as well. Would you say? I feel like generally. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just forgetful in yeah. general. It's not pregnancy. It's not just pregnancy brain. It's just the back of brain. Sleep is actually much better this week. The in the last podcast, I was talking about how things were just kind of getting uncomfortable, and I'm I'm still I'm not like magically comfortable while sleeping, but I feel like I've got a good pillow setup going on, which I kind of talked about last week. Um, I've fi- I'm just playing around with diffuser blends, and I feel like I like landed on one that is just working magically. Um, and just good, good sleep this week, sleeping mostly through the night, not like uncomfortable and wide awake and tossing and turning, which is so, so welcome. I love to sleep. So, um, what else? My 
blood clot, the superficial blood clot is almost completely gone. Hallelujah. I'm super excited about that. Um, again, I'm just really hoping that this thing is gone soon. The sooner the better, but definitely before the baby gets here. So it's just not even something that I have to worry about anymore. Um, but still obviously continuing to monitor that, continuing to do all the things like elevate my legs as much as possible. I'm still wearing my compression stockings every single day under all of my clothes, <laughs> which I have been doing for many, many weeks now. Um, yeah, so still doing all the things to try and keep my varicosities under control and avoid that happening again. But I'm just super excited that that is just like continuing to go away. Will you just immediately be done with the stockings when the baby comes? Uh, I don't know. I need to ask Karen, my midwife, about that. Um, I do remember reading that for like six weeks after the baby's born, your veins are still like your blood flow is still not what Oof. it is in a non-pregnant state. Um, I do think that the veins visibly go away much faster than that from what I hear from people who have had them. Hmm. Like they disappear much faster and you're not like, you don't have these big juicy varicose veins and like the spider veins, all the purple little ones go away. But I do remember reading like it takes six weeks. So I don't know. I really freaking hope not. Um, but you're also postpartum. You are still at risk for developing blood clots, like just gotcha. like you are in pregnancy. So you should wear them then. Yeah. So I kind of have a feeling that that might be what's happening, but I do need to actually, um, talk to Karen about that just cause she'll be able to tell me she, my midwife also had varicose veins as well. So she's with all eight of her children, I believe. <laughs> so she's a good resource for that. Um, so I'll have to find out, but, um, I want to burn these things to be totally honest, but I still have a little ways to go with these bad boys. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I have also written down my Braxton Hicks are continuing with pretty much any activity. Like if I go for a walk, um, if I'm like really putzing around the house um, and I start to get Braxton Hicks, I know it's like, okay, it's time for me to like sit down and rest. Just maybe being a little bit too active. Um, and what's kind of interesting, because I've been, I've always listened to a lot of like podcasts about pregnancy and I've been starting to listen to a lot of like birth stories and hearing women talk about Braxton Hicks and um, like comparing them to contractions and my experience of Braxton Hicks is just my belly is tight like I don't actually feel them as like like some women describe them as like a tight like a gradual tightening and then releasing just like a like a contraction it's not painful it's just tightening Um, but that's like never how I've experienced them, which is just kind of interesting. I don't feel like a, a start and a stop to that's, Braxton Hicks. It's just like my belly good. is tight until it's relaxed. That's probably a good thing. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there we go. Lots of Braxton Hicks, which is normal for this point in pregnancy. Yeah, you don't even like tell me you have them. Yeah. I just, yeah. I've almost only, it's not that I don't notice them, but they're just so like there. That's like, I don't know. They're not painful. Um, that's good. Not really anything to report <laughs> on, I guess. Um, so this week was kind of a fun week pregnancy wise for a few different reasons. So, um, had a midwife appointment, uh, with my lovely midwife, baby looks good. Um, our next appointment actually is the home visit, 
which is super exciting. That's around 36 weeks. And it's basically where she comes to our house. We're obviously having home birth so that she knows how to get here. We're going to show her, you know, the birthing space. Like here's where we plan on birthing. We're going to go through like my birth kit and supplies and she's going to make sure I have everything I need. And we're just going to be discussing like all the logistics of what's going to happen on the day. And, you know, if there's a hospital transfer, this is what we're going to do. And just like all of like the, all of that stuff, um, which is super exciting. I feel like the home visit is like a huge, like benchmark in pregnancy. Like when you're prepping for a home birth, it's like kind of a big deal. It's like exciting. You mean like a checkpoint? Like it's like a, I don't know. It's like something that you like look forward to. Like, I feel like when you're like, okay, we're, we're getting to the home stretch when you have your home visit yeah. kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, fairly uneventful appointment. Everything looks good. Blood pressure's great. Every time I go, baby's head down. She's measuring right on track for 33 weeks. Um, one interesting, um, <laughs> sorry, we're laughing, <laughs> laughing at her dog every once in a while. She wakes up from her stupor and just stares at us. <laughs> All right, she's going back to sleep. <laughs> hey, Rose. Anyway, um, but one thing I asked her this week, this was like a logistical question. And I hadn't asked her because I was like, honestly, like afraid of, <laughs> I was afraid of the answer. <laughs> but it's it's a question you need to, and discussion that you need to have in these times. So I finally asked her, I was like, all right, Karen, what's the deal? Like, what's the plan if you either get COVID or are knowingly like exposed to someone who had, has it and then you have to do a two-week quarantine like what's I was like what's gonna happen and I've said when I asked her this I was like am I gonna like obviously you know you're gonna be quarantining I was like am I gonna have to just like go to the hospital and she was like oh god honey no oh god no (laughs) (laughs) she's like oh I wouldn't do that to you she's like I would have another midwife you know have to take over my practice for those two weeks another home birth midwife but she was like, oh, God, no, I wouldn't send you to the hospital. I was like, okay. <laughs> as long as, like, because that would be a major shakeup of plans. And I was like, if that's the case, I should probably, like, register somewhere. I don't know. So I was really happy to hear that. And I was af- I was afraid of the honestly, just, like, afraid of her answer, which is why I was, like, putting off asking her. But, again, it's just, it's a conversation you got to have these days. So, um, so, yeah, luckily she would be just passing on her practice to another midwife um, who does home births, which would obviously not be ideal because I would not know this person, but um, we kind of actually talked about it and I was saying... Well, I've never met her, so it wouldn't really mean much to me. <laughs> you met her on the, the FaceTime way back when. Sure. You'll see her at the home visit. Um, but you're also not the one giving birth, so... That's also true. Yeah. Um. But I was I was kind of talking to Matt about, I mean, obviously, I love my midwife. She's awesome. I'm super comfortable with her. I'm very much looking forward to her being there because she's just, like, super knowledgeable and she's super calm and I just really like her. That's why I picked her. Um, but, you know, because having this discussion of, like, what if she couldn't be there? Like, what does that look like? Um, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be so attached to like just God forbid if she couldn't come, like I'm just going to be open to as long as there is like a midwife present who is, you know, someone who's qualified to be there to make sure everything is going fine. Then like, I'm cool. And I'm also, I'm definitely like the kind of person in labor who's just like, leave me alone. Like 
I didn't want anyone to touch me. I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do. I was just like very much listening to my body and like, yeah, that was it. Like I, I, I'm not like the kind of person who's like, all right, give me some different positions to try. I mean, maybe if, if things like stalled out or something, then that's like a totally different story. But if things are like cruising along, I don't want you to talk to me, touch me. Like I don't, I don't need like a lot of hands on. So I think that is a really good thing in this situation because God forbid if it was someone that I wasn't really, that I didn't really know at all, then I'm not like super attached to Karen and what she could offer. I'm just more so attached to having a midwife be present at the birth in general. Makes sense. So um, another thing fun this week, we had some people come to our house. We did. You want to tell them about that? Yeah, so... We haven't put it on the market yet, but we decided we're going to move again. <laughs> no. They're taking it. Oh, God. Oh, no. Absolutely no. not. So our uh, <laughs> photographer slash videographer came that is going to be there at birth. And we did a little pre-birth shoot because when they make a birth film, they're going to intertwine some of these pictures and video clips that they took with the birth video. And they also are going to provide us these photos that we took. Mm-hmm. And they gave us a little one-minute clip that Becca should put on her Instagram. And yeah, I should probably share it. But I kind of don't want to spoil it because it's like that's going to be part of the birth film. True. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it was a good day. They were really, we had no idea who they were going to be. It was just a couple. <laughs> uh, but they were really cool down to earth. Like They were awesome. Awesome. I feel like we're not even going to know where they're, they're there Yeah. when you're giving birth. Super chill, like good energy. And uh, so what's funny is, um, so I really, really wanted this time around, I wanted, um, I mean, photographer, yes, but more so for me, it's video. I felt that way with our wedding too. I was so much more attached to the video and how that was going to turn out than I was to the photos. But um, I really wanted to have, get like a professional video done this time around. We did not do that with Hayden. And it's like literally my only regret. We didn't even get like an iPhone video of her coming out, which I'm like still a little sad about. I wish I had that moment frozen in time I don't um but it's tough at least in our area I think it's kind of tough across the board because it's just not a very um birth photography is like very popular and it's easy to find um at least in our area there's tons of them so you know there's a lot to choose from as far as like their style and how their photos look and things like that but um video birth videography seems to be um, maybe on the rise, but like not as nearly as common. So in our area, there really aren't, um, many birth videographers or, you know, people that offer that kind of service. And I looked at a few or really all of them that are in our area. And I just like, I just didn't love the videos. Like it just wasn't like what I was looking for. Um, and I didn't want to like, you know, spend this money and like have a video that just, be something like totally different than what I was like picturing in my head. Um, and I have a couple friends who have these just stunning birth videos. They're so beautiful. Um, and they capture more like the beauty of the, of the birth and like the moments like shared between people in the room versus like the raw, real, like this is what she sounds like moaning through a contraction and like, here's the baby coming out of the vagina. Like, that's not really what I was after. I was more after something that's like just going to be beautifully put together that anybody could watch, you know, and we can watch 
30 years from now and it's still going to be like this beautiful thing. Not that birth, birth is beautiful regardless, but I was just had a kind of a specific thing in mind based on some that I had seen. So I wanted to hire my friend's videographer, but she was not available. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. So I was kind of at square one. And so what I ended up doing (laughs) was I actually found this couple who are wedding videographers. They do not do births. And I just thought that their videos were so beautiful and I just loved like the vibe of them. So I was like, what the heck? I'm just going to reach out as this crazy lady to be like, Hey, do you want to come film my, (laughs) film my birth? Fully expecting them to be like, Oh, that's really sweet. We're really flattered, but like, sorry, we don't do those. Like we're wedding videographers. Duh. And they instead were like, so down totally excited about it and what I liked the best was they were like okay you know we we did a little research we like watched some birth films that are out there and we want to do like the exact opposite we want to create a video for you that is like really just like beautiful and like cinematic and that captures like your family and not so much like the technical side and I was like yes, that's exactly what I want. So this is perfect. So yeah, so they're awesome. I still can't believe they said yes, um, but they did. And maybe because it's a pandemic and <laughs> business is a little slow. So right. maybe that helped me out. But um, but they're so awesome. They're the sweetest people. And they're like jazzed about this project, it seems. They're like so down for it. Um, so yeah, so they that's kind of the story of our, video- our wedding videographer who's coming to film the birth. Um, but yeah, they're really cool. They came and just took some video of us like around the house, just kind of like typical day playing with Hayden and they're going to, like Matt said, kind of chop that into footage of the birth. Um, so yeah, so that's super exciting. So they came this week and the only other thing, um, I ordered some more birth supplies this week, continuing to all that stuff is just kind of trickling in. Whenever I get a moment, I sit down and I look at my list and I, you know, figure out some stuff to order. And I do that. Um, still have a few things that I need. Still need some organization in that department. But once I do have everything and I get it all organized, I am going to film a video and I will put that up on uh, YouTube and Instagram to share how I prepared. Um, and then the only other thing this week was we did have our... Um, monthly Cairo appointment. And as you guys probably heard last week, um, she's moving. We're so sad. We're not gonna be able to go to her anymore. Um, but I did ask her about people in our area and she recommended a new one. And I actually know of that chiropractor. I know exactly where it is. And she was like, hands down, you need to go to him. And I was just like, cool. That's all I needed. If you're recommending them, then I know it's gonna be great. So we will be switching to a new chiropractor at the very end of this pregnancy, which should be interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of everything that's happening life-wise this week. I did kind of want to talk a little bit about, um, something I've really started to experience and that is my impatience, (laughs) um, with this pregnancy. It's, it's getting kind of bad. I'm like pretty, pretty impatient. Honestly. Um, I was not this impatient at all before, like in my first pregnancy, not until I was after 40 weeks. And then it was just like, I want to get this baby out. I'm like, so done. But, um, it was pretty rough. 
yeah, I've like kind of lost my mind <laughs> between 41 and or 40 weeks and Hayden was 12 days late. So over those 12 days, I just slowly, my sanity slipped away from me and I just lost my mind a little bit. Um, anyway, so I feel like I have been pregnant for an entire year now that we are in 2021, but honestly, it's because I kind of have been, <laughs> um, we have shared this story before we got pregnant, uh, literally like the very beginning of January, 2020 and ended up having a miscarriage. Um, but I did not miscarry until like, I went all the way up until like 10 weeks or so. Um, completely sick, normal first trimester, like out for the count, just a blob, just feeling sick all the time. Um, rough few months. And then I ended up miscarrying and I didn't miscarry until like 12 weeks. Um, so that was, you know, a full blown, it was actually a few days before 12 weeks, but full blown first trimester. And then, um, what I didn't really know before I went through the process of having a miscarriage was it takes your body a long time to get back to like baseline. Um, you think like, okay, once you miscarry, everything's out, your body's just going to kind of like revert back to normal without a baby, you know, a pregnancy, whatever inside of you anymore. But that's not really the case. And in, according to, um, the midwives I was seeing at the time, my body took even, took even longer than usual. It was like a full seven weeks, I think, um, of for my HCG to finally like bottom out and be gone. So, you know, about three months of pregnancy miscarriage, and then almost like another two months of like my body still being technically registering as pregnant with HCG. Now I didn't have any like symptoms after the miscarriage. Like I felt much better. Um, but I was still dealing with that pregnancy. I was still going every single week to have a blood draw done, like checking in with my midwife every single week to hear my results. And like every week it was like, you need to go back again. You need to go back again. So it was just a huge chunk of the first year, um, was all kind of engrossed in that pregnancy. And then once my body finally did get back to normal and I got to like that baseline, like a month later, we got pregnant again or so. Um, so, you know, even though I wasn't, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. So basically it feels like I've been pregnant for an entire year and I still have two plus months to go. So I'm just feeling <laughs> kind of not done with being pregnant, but, um, just, just feeling a lot more impatient, like just feeling so much more like excited in a way for the baby to be here. Cause I've just been anticipating this baby, a baby coming for what feels like so long. Um, and I also think that's like this whole pregnancy is back to back. Um, I think it's just another reason that this pregnancy has been a lot harder. Like it's just been a lot on my body to go through, you know, an extra trimester essentially like tacked on to this pregnancy. Um, in a way. So I also just think being pregnant with a toddler is just a lot tougher in general because you just have so much less downtime and rest time and time for self-care mentally, physically, all that. So it's just a little bit tougher in that regard. But, um, so yeah, it's just, this pregnancy has been harder. I feel like I've been pregnant forever and ever. (laughs) And, um, 
even though we're getting close to the home stretch, we are not in the home stretch. So I think once maybe I get to like 37 weeks, I think I'll finally like settle in to being like, okay, you're actually near the end now. Like this really is going to come to an end and like you are going to have a baby. But right now I'm in this like weird few weeks of like being close to the end, but like not that close to the end. And it's just starting to like mess with my head a little bit. So the impatience is real. Um, but it's all coming out of a place of excitement really. And I'm just so excited to meet this baby girl. I'm so excited to give birth and just have all of the fun anticipation of those last few days and labor starting. And I'm just starting to really, um, listen to a lot of birth stories and just really get into that frame of mind, which maybe I need to slow down on because like, I'm still a little bit farther out from that experience myself. Um, Unless she comes early, I guess, but I'm not, I'm not counting on that. She should always be prepared. Yeah, we will be, we will be prepared by like 38 weeks, 37, 38 weeks. I'll be fully prepared, but, um, you know, just definitely not counting on that because I might have a whole nother month by the time we hit 38 weeks. Mm. So it's possible, unlikely. Well, I think you're doing great. I know you say you're impatient, but it's tough. Like you said, you've been pregnant a lot this year. Yeah. Or last year. So I feel like we were, was it on New Year's that we were, someone was, we were watching something and somebody was talking about how they had a sober 2020 and they were like, oh yeah, like, whoo. And I was like, hmm, same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I drink a ton to begin with, but right. I was like, yeah, I, I feel that I'm pretty much in that boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could go for a glass of wine right now, but I can't. So yeah. Soon. So. Soon. Soon, yes. Soon. Nice little glass of red. All I want to do, honestly, is just like go to a winery with you. Just like have a date. Like just, we live so close did, to wineries now. We did, you didn't now. have any wine. We did, you're right. I had a uh, a Pellegrino. Woo. Nice. No <laughs> idea what that was. It's like a sparkling mineral water. Oh, there you go. It was flavored though. It was like kind of fun. It was like a blood orange or something, mm. which is, you know, so, so fancy not wine but <laughs> um but yeah so yeah the impatience is real but every week every week does go quickly though but i still just feel so far away we're closing in yeah we're getting there um next week is week 34 which means we're close to week 35 which feels like a big milestone i don't know if it is really but feels like a big milestone yeah i don't know why but in my head week 35 is a big milestone Halfway from 30 to 40. Oh, yeah, that's true. There we go. We'll go with that. But, yeah, that's that's all I got, Mr. Bristow. Mrs. Bristow, you did great. Great episode. Oh, that's so weird. You never call me that. That makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to have your second baby, so. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, you did great. Thanks for sharing your heart, pouring it out for everybody wow, here. Wow, just pouring it out all over this yeah. laptop right now. Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, but thank you everyone for coming to listen and we will see you around I think Matt's about to fall asleep around the next one (laughs) a little bit Uh, alright well we're going to go to bed because apparently it's time for that time for bed baby (laughs) grandma and grandpa Mr. and Mrs. signing off see ya signing (laughs) off here (laughs) alright bye guys